welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Tech Stream. My name is Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer. And Shelly, uh, do you mind if we start this show in a couple of minutes? I have to go check my mail. I'm expecting a DVD from Netflix. <laughs> no, almost not anymore, right? Aren't they aren't they giving up the ghost on that one? They're they're canceling it, and I was a little sad. And you know, it's funny when I canceled my DVD subscriptions, they said, "Do you want to keep your queue?" And I kept my queue. I still have a list of DVDs that I still wanted to get sold. Wow. I don't think there's a DVD player anywhere in my world except in a few computers that I own where, you know, like they just came with the computer. I think we might have one roving USB-able DVD, CD, you know, all thing like that reader. What I find remarkable is Netflix was considered the pioneer. If you go back in history, they were considered the pioneer because they were mailing you DVDs and you didn't have to go to the store. Remember, Blockbuster was the big deal. And that was the dramatic story. There have been documentaries about the rise and fall of Blockbuster. And I just found it fascinating that Netflix was was there. Netflix turned their profits. You know, we've talked about this in the past about companies, and for some reason, Zoom comes to mind. You know, Zoom hit the jackpot when COVID hit. And what they did, Zoom put their profits into their product, and they upgraded their product. And if you look at Zoom in 2023, it's 10,000 times better than it was in 2020. Well, what Netflix did was, they took their profits from the DVD sales and said, well, what could we do to make money? Well, what about streaming? And who knew that they were doing their own death knell and keeping it within their company? Not well, only were they actually, killing Blockbuster. Actually, to be fair, Seth, they knew. It was pretty clear. I mean, they, 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 Reed is really smart. Reed Hastings, CEO, just recently stepped back to become the executive chairman. Reed knew and Ted Sarandos knew. These guys are very smart. And uh, full disclosure, at the time they were clients, they were doing uh, workshops and seminars and retreats. And no, they, they, they completely knew what was coming. The writing was on the wall. And uh, I think it was really very future thinking. The, in fact, they had gone farther, farther than that. Uh, they were trying to understand the evolution of the entire television business at that time. But what they were sure of was that uh, at a certain point in the future, if Moore's law was correct and the density of transistors on silicon was going to keep increasing uh, or keep doubling every, call it 12 to 18 months, which is what Gordon Moore, who just recently passed away, may he rest in peace, uh, what Moore's law came to be known as, that at a certain point, uh, you would be able to, without a lot of muss or fuss, stream a, a movie that they would have called high quality. Uh, back then, DVDs were in standard definition, and ultimately they became um, they became high definition. But at the end of the day, uh, they they did know, and they they saw it coming. What what I'm surprised about, honestly, personally, is that there's still a DVD business at all. I was just at a supermarket in Florida over the weekend because I was down at the possible conference in Miami. But before <laughs> that I was staying with a friend 
up on Singer Island, uh, a little bit north of Miami, an hour and a half north of Miami. And we went to a supermarket and there was a red box with DVD rentals right there in the supermarket lobby. And I was they were they current movies or were they movies from like 2015? I, I didn't look that closely. I, I don't know if they were, had anything new. Oh, because I was going to ask you what you rented. No, I didn't. <laughs> Trust me, my friend does not have a DV player in his house. Um, I'm um, traveling. He would have been very easy today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, look, you know, it is the end of the DVD era. And and I don't pe- think people are going to wax nostalgic for CDs and DVDs the way they do for vinyl LPs. You know, there's... There's the whole resurgence of people wanting their music on vinyl and there you can get into uh, passionate uh, arguments with big feelings about why someone might want to listen to music on a vinyl record, um, all of which are nonsense. Don't don't hate on me. It's all nonsense. Uh, you're the world's foremost expert in what you hear. So that's what makes you happy. Knock yourself out. But from a sonic perspective, you're out of your mind at the end of the day. Um, I don't think people are going to wax poetic about DVDs. I don't think people are going to wax poetic about CDs. I do remember the day when I cleaned out my office and I took the CD wall away. I had exactly 10,000 CDs on the wall. And you got rid of them? CD holders. I sent them all to a service that turned them all into lossless, compressed, uh, uncompressed, lossless audio files uh, from... Uh, the wave files that were on the CDs. So it was as good as it was going to be um, and, and copy the metadata and put them all on a big hard drive. And then well, the most important part of that day, Seth, was that I had um, hundreds, I, I, I not thousands, but hundreds, probably close to a thousand, but hundreds of VHS tapes that oh, were, sure. that were on. In, well, in, that's in, a whole other, other ball of wax. VHS. And, and many of which were still wrapped in the original plastic that had the, you know, 1999 or the, or the like get yep. two, uh, get a free two liter bottle of diet Pepsi. When you buy this, VHS when, my, when my father passed, I found a lot of VHS and DVDs uh, that were never opened at those $20 bills. There, there had to be thousands yep. of dollars of $20 bills sitting there. And every single one of those with very few exceptions was available you know, streaming. So I I don't think people are going to wax poetic about the VHS packaging or the VHS format. You know, these are just things we passed through. And I don't think although, it- although in 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 the defense, you know how uh, you know nostalgia and 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 things have have you know kind of taken by wildfire on things like eBay. Um, when I cleaned out my father's stuff. Uh, when he passed in February of 22, so about 14 months ago, um, the only things I tried to sell were those packaged, like what you're saying, the packaged stuff, the stuff that was never opened. Yeah, so you I know, have a couple his of old stuff. movies, his his old copies of the toy, yeah. um, you know, that that stuff yeah. got donated. But yeah. but but what he had was he had perfectly packaged and I sold that stuff, you know, six, seven dollars a pop. It wouldn't surprise me. I have some original Star Wars trilogy still shrink wrapped VHSs. Oh yeah, so Hayden Christensen's not in the uh, go- Force no. Ghost in the End my, of Return. My, of the my, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't do any of that memorabilia stuff. But I have two Star Wars things on that 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 are that I've been offered uh, more money than I 
kind of imagine for what they are. One is at the 25 year anniversary of Star Wars, I went to my one and only Star Trek convention, but it was the 25th anniversary of Star Wars. And there was a person there who was selling um, 25th anniversary Star Wars posters, the Star Trek convention, which was weird. And he had one that was signed by the entire cast in Sharpie. Actual. And I bought that for 25 bucks on the 25th anniversary. That poster means something to me. But the one that's really the one that is like the cool one, the only piece of memorabilia I ever I ever got. Actually, I have, I have three different ones. But um, there used to be real movie theaters. Remember when there were real movie theaters? Heard of them. Back yeah. in the day? So right by my house. You know, in Titanic, the boat sinks. Is that what happens? Yeah, yeah I thought I thought I knew how it ended. I used to go to the no, movie. You can get the DVD the, this summer. You can get the DVD on Netflix uh, before it closes down. You're hysterical. Um, when Star Wars came out in 77, there was a movie theater on the Walt Whitman Mall. And my friend worked there. And I got the Star Wars poster from the movie theater that was hanging cool. in the window. And oh, I did that awesome. for Empire, and I did it also for uh, Re- Revenge of the Jedi. But mine says Return of the Jedi on it. No, you said it backwards. The movie is Return of the Jedi. Your mine says Revenge of the Revenge Jedi. Of the... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, I said it backwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said it backwards. Um, because I've it was that's the poster, and so that poster that's the most valuable piece of memorabilia I own. And I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to own it. But you know, yeah, it's yeah. like other than that, let's face it, man. You know, at the end of the day, DVDs are not going to be things people are waxing poetic about or or nostalgic jonesing for. But I guess the box sets will matter. Look, Netflix, <clears throat> they're they're also in the news, as you know, because this is the week that they yeah. are going to crack down as hard as they can on password, password sharing. sharing yeah. So not only can you not get a DVD for your old DVD player anymore, Seth Everett, you uh <laughs> can't show your passwords with all your you know your mom and your dad and your kids and your buddies and you're like can't do any of that so so under make help me understand this you know talk to me like i'm five here so my my daughter's a a freshman in high school so in in three years she goes off to college right so she goes off to another city she's gonna go off and uh be in college and i you know i i won't be able to put two sentences together because i'll be a bawling mess uh, but she wants to watch Netflix. She, yeah. Right now, she has Netflix on her phone. She has her little profile on my account. Mm-hmm. She lives upstairs in my house. What's going to happen? What's going to change? She's not stealing. I'm not giving her my password. She lives in my house. Yeah, well, she but lives- she's in college. Yeah, I think they're going to consider. I don't know how they're going to handle it. They're, they're talking about this extra fee, you know, roughly uh seven eight bucks a month per person um well i'm saving eight because i'm not paying elon so i'll tell you what i have that in an escrow i'll give that to netflix when they come after me yeah i i think I mean, they want to charge on a on a per password basis and they want you to on a per person basis you know it's kind of funny seth i don't I'm no. just saying that that I, I understand the deviousness of the pre, the password sharing. I, I I totally understand it. I I've stolen passwords, not stolen. I borrowed passwords. I I understand all of that. What I'm saying is, you realize you're completely you're, you're innocent. The FBI right now, and they don't have. To, I mean, you've just admitted to a class A felony here on TechStream. You heard it here first, Seth. I mean, geez, come on, man. Yeah, no, no. You want my uh, my email address. It's uh, Shelly at Shelly. <laughs> No, at the end of the day, I, yeah, a lot of people do abuse it. 
I mean, it's not like you put your password on your Twitter account and let everybody use your password. Well, it's not verified anymore anyway. But so. now that, but, my, but it might not be your password. It might not even be really you anymore, right? I mean, it could. That's right. Yeah, it's possible. Look, at the end of the day, they probably lose a little money because people's adult children take their passwords. And it's, it's sort of one password per family and everybody sort of uses it. And in some cases, it's one password per for a large group of friends or whatever. Look, at the end of the day, they're going to have to work it out. They've done the math and they know that they're going to lose some people and they're going to gain some people. Um, we'll see how it goes. They're, they could have always put technology in that registered devices, but now it doesn't, it's really hard because you'll start something. I, I didn't realize I was going to do this as much as I do. I'll start watching something at home and not have time to finish it and pick it up on my handheld. Like if I'm in a cab or an Uber or something, I just want to watch the end of it or if I'm waiting for something and, or I'll start watching something at the airport and get to the hotel. And instead of casting it to the screen, I'll log into the hotel's um, smart TV Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you can do that in some hotels. And, and, you know, that I do that a lot. I'm moving back and forth between devices and also geographies. Like I, I'm on the road all the time, so I don't know how they're going to deal with it. I really don't. My wife is home. Well, so well, that's, me. that's the thing. So and right. I, I, let's I, say you I'm go away for a month. Well, you know, it's not. By the way, I am on the road most during the week. You know, Monday to Thursday, I'm on the road. So it's like, how is that going to work? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. I really don't. Is it going to be some combination of the MAC address of the device or what have you? And I've talked to some people at Netflix about it. I get no good answers they haven't published how they're doing it they published some theories about it but they haven't told us exactly what they're going to do i think we're just going to wait and see it's going to be real interesting you know this is a, a lot of business models are changing uh you're going to be able to buy your way to heaven on twitter and uh I'm, I'm assuming that for money you can solve any netflix problem you might have and as long as you're not looking for dvds i think you're in pretty good shape <laughs> <laughs> just get some dvds hey before we uh, call it a wrap on uh, uh on our show uh last week on the show we asked for suggestions for the name uh max uh last week we asked for uh hbo max is uh, being renamed uh this week actually uh they're gonna be re- rebranded if you uh have hbo max on your phone or any one of your devices it's going to suddenly just look like max uh which i think uh, if 10 minutes and a shot of whiskey uh you can uh come up with a better name um uh, I thought my my favorite uh, one that we got on Twitter uh, was um, from a CBW. He wrote, so not to confuse with Cin- Cinemax, they should go with HBO Min. Get it? <laughs> uh, the other one, the other one that I liked was um, Gabagool, you're home for the Sopranos. <laughs> oh, no. A lot of people suggested that it should be uh, that it should still have the brand HBO. And I disagree with that. I said that to you last week. I don't think it should be HBO. I think it should be something with Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, if there was a Warner Brothers app, I would I, the, to me, that is all encompassing. And I think that in today's modern. Fans mindset they would know or find out really quickly that HBO is connected to Warner Brothers. And just like when you launched HBO Max and found out that the thing that has the Sopranos also has the Superman movies, 
I think you could do the same thing with a Warner Brothers app. I, I've always thought it should have something Warner Brothers connected. Yeah, Disco Bros would have been my choice. <laughs> I thought HBO Min that was that was my it's, favorite. It's pretty good, you know. Um, or they just look. I don't know what they're thinking. And you take there used to be a thing, man. It's not TV. It's HBO. That was a great slogan. And there were only two channels on every cable system in the United States where you didn't need a bug or a lower third to know where you were, no matter whose home you were in. If you were channel, just shifting through the channels and channel surfing, when you got to HBO, even during a promo, you knew you were on HBO. When you got to Discovery, the original Discovery, you knew you were at Discovery. These two channels had the highest video quality in all of cable or satellite end of story and that was bob zitter the engineer at hbo uh and yeah that was a cool one they worked really hard to make this thing aesthetically gorgeous they also went out of the way to make the best possible program I and mean, they didn't do it right every time but you can go back to culturally iconic uh storylines and they, they they do have some of the best shows that have ever been produced to throw away the legacy of it's not tv it's hbo that that special rarefied air that hbo occupies in the minds of people who who know that brand what they must be thinking is that we're all going to die and and we're you know we are the we, we, even though we're the heavy TV users, because TV is the medium we grew up with, this is a streaming service and this is a new era. And I guess they're assuming they need a new brand for a new era for a new group of people. We're going to find out if they're right or wrong. Seth, at the end of the day, I think that it's none of the, the name isn't going to matter. What's going to matter in all seriousness, you're taking scripted stories, some of the finest ever made. And they still have great programmers there at Warner Brothers, and they still have great creators. And then you're taking some of the most nonsense evergreen, semi-scripted how-to yeah, shows. Stuff. Yeah, the, the Real Housewives and all that other. Well, yeah, you get all, you, you, well, but, you know, all of the HGTV shows, you know, all of the like sure. uh, the home builder shows and all the contests and the this and the that and the cooking shows and while discovery owns all of that i don't think you can look at a beat bobby flay and compare it to game of thrones i i, I don't know that you can <laughs> that's a great analogy and, and so and so they both have knives and they both cut things up <laughs> but but it's a it's different it just feels different they're, they're both yeah. battles i get it but i just don't see the battle as the same so yeah, but I, I read somewhere it said that when you see that app and you see it in its effectiveness, it's going to feel like a cable bundle. So for people who miss cable, that's what it's going to feel like. And and so my, my point is, if the UX is such that you can understand what's there and how to use it, that's that's the hill they have to climb right now. We're going from single-use apps into a multi-use app. We're literally replicating the cable experience or right. the satellite experience. But that's why I call it Warner Brothers or WB or something I mean, like that. Could, yeah, Not I mean, Max. Look, the name is the name is problematic, I guess, in some ways. 
but it's nowhere near as big as the UX hurdle that they're going to have to climb. Like this is a hill that is going to be hard to climb. So I'm anxious to see how they've they, they've solved for that. It's it's a big issue. Um, we're you know let's face it, it is more expensive than regular cable. Not I don't mean HBO Max or Max. I mean when you put all your bundles together, it's it's the same price you had when you had a big. If you cable. have all of them, yeah. yeah if you have you all had them all, yeah. and the problem is it's inconvenient. It's all get out because you're you know you have what, what's that on. Um, I mean, it depends. My- it it depends. Well, I I disagree only in the same. We've done podcasts about that. It, it's if to me, if it, I like the a la carte nature of it. I'm not saying that you don't. All I'm saying is that it's inconvenient compared to being able to just yeah. you know, use your right thumb or left thumb and go boom, 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 yeah, and yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're right where you need to be. But I think I think people are better television watchers when you go and sit down with a plan, as opposed to flipping on and going, "Hey, eh, what's on?" and going up, up. Up, up. I think that's how I, I think the phrase couch potato comes from that. Probably. Look, the idea of watching TV, as we've many times discussed, is I'm getting a bag of salty snacks, an adult frosty beverage, the remote control, and I'm going to lay down and watch television and on the couch. And so what am I going to watch? I don't know. I'll figure it out when I get there. No, but it, I love I love when I turn on Apple TV and my algorithm knows that I love the hockey playoffs. And the first thing is it finds the most exciting game and it tells me press here and I go right to the action and I love that. Yeah, oh, no, and, there's no, and, nothing. And not- ask me what channel those games are on. I have no idea. All I know okay. is I pressed it. No, that's exactly right. And so look, the, that UX is getting better and better. We'll see how they do with Max. I'm, I, I know that you don't like the name, but I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to start calling it Min. I'm excited to see what they do with it because that's, that's going to be the thing. So Let's give them a little bit of a break. David Zaslav and company, see if they can get it right. And they're, they're welcome to come on the show next week. We'll see you. Have a good week, everyone.